For all you pregnant women out there, how do you care for your mouth during this exciting and potentially emotional time? Did you know there are certain changes that happen to your body during pregnancy that can affect your oral health? Stay tuned in this episode of The One in Five as we talk about oral health and pregnancy. Hey y'all, welcome to The One in Five, the show for those who want to know how to be healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to promote health in your community. I'm your host, Adam Renshaw, and in today's show, we have Dr. Robin Hogan again, and we're going to be talking about caring for your teeth while pregnant. Welcome, Dr. Hogan. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Adam. Thanks for inviting me back. It's a pleasure to have you back. I got really great feedback from our first episode together. I don't know if I told you, but particularly from my wife. My wife was so touched by your heart uh, to provide dental care to underserved people. So uh, just know that, and I hope it's an encouragement to you. Absolutely. Um, You just got back from a trip. Tell us about your trip. What happened on your trip? What'd you do? Uh, let's see. I was in Minnesota for about four days and got to enjoy some of those beautiful lakes out there and saw family and okay, you know, paddled around and isn't said, that where you went to college? It is Minnesota. Okay, University well, of Minnesota. Awesome. Did you get to visit your alma mater? Or I, I wish I did. My daughter's starting to look at colleges, and I thought, oh, oh it'd be goodness. so fun to go check that out. But we didn't have time. How old is she? She's 15. Oh, my goodness, Dr. Mm-hmm. Hogan. I know. <laughs> We're getting there, huh? Yeah, it's hard to believe. <laughs> my son turns 13 this year, and so mm-hmm. we're in that sort of phase of like, all right, we need to start thinking about work. We need to start thinking about what you're going to do. I mean, he has a he's had a pretty strong direction uh-huh. most of his life as to what he wants to do, but still it's sort of like, hey, now – how can we start preparing you absolutely for this um, over these next five years, six years or so? so? Absolutely, you're on the right track for sure. Cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip. So, so this morning, today, this afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this, listeners, we're um, we're going to talk about caring for your teeth while pregnant. So let's just start off. Let's get right into it, and and let me ask you. Can routine dental care be done during pregnancy? Absolutely. Um, When it comes to routine dental care, such as dental cleanings, um, those sorts of things, absolutely, we strongly encourage regular checkups. And in fact, insurance companies, benefit programs, sometimes pay for more frequent gum care um, due to the pregnancy conditions. So that would be something to look into with your benefit provider. But uh, in addition, we need to prevent having infections get out of control. So if a woman is experiencing a toothache, such as, um, you know, something that may require either an extraction or a root canal, those kinds of treatments are best sought when the symptoms are early, on the early onset, because if those get out of control, then we can, you know, we're dealing with prescribing antibiotics and um, more complex things that that we'd like to avoid if possible. Okay. Um, so my my dental plan, I think I get like routine dental care twice a year. So as a pregnant woman, they would be able to potentially get like more than two visits a year 
during their pregnancy if they're pregnant? Yep. Some den- some dental benefit providers do provide more frequent care, especially if it's, you know, the front office team is noted and, you know, they can check the fine details with the policy. So okay. it's, you know, it's recognized um, by dental benefit companies as uh, an increased risk for having gingivitis, pregnancy gingivitis, um, some additional uh, dental gingival conditions that can occur during pregnancy. So they try to catch that early by offering more frequent care during that period of life. Gotcha. Now you also see a lot of Medicaid patients. Does Medicaid do that as well? Or is that a private insurance only? I do see a lot of Medicaid patients. Um, and to be honest, I haven't treated a lot of pregnant women, Okay. not in my clinic. So I don't know the answer to that. We can certainly um, look into that. Um, our finance team would sure. certainly have the answer. Awesome. Sorry to throw you a curveball there too. Um, what about like, so you, you mentioned that extractions might be necessary and it's good to catch that stuff early. So would that be like an emergency procedure and those things are safe for pregnant women? Yes. And again, the risk, you know, it's risk versus benefit. So if a woman is, you know, has an abscess with swelling, you know, that's actually a risk to her overall health. And so um, we'd want to treat that as soon as possible. If there's any elective treatment, something that's not considered emergency, we like to limit that to the second trimester. Okay. It's the very best time. Um, but, and, you know, third trimester dental treatment can also be completed. However, sometimes the woman becomes a little bit more uncomfortable. And so, you know, whether it be an hour laying back, <coughs> excuse me, in a... Um, you know, just all of that, you know, we, we try to do whatever we can to provide care as much care as possible during that second trimester, but technically dental treatment can be provided in, in any of the three trimesters. Great. Great news. Um, so let's say my wife just got pregnant and congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, This is hypothetical. Oh, okay. Good to know. Okay, I'll take back that. Congratulations. And I'm like breathing a sigh of relief <laughs> for the hypothetical. Um, and she's getting ready to go in and see you or go in and see a dentist. Is there anything that you guys need to know from her before she comes in or when she comes in? What can she expect basically is, is the question that I'm getting is, do you need to know what medication she's on? Do you need to know if she takes vitamins? Do you need like any of that stuff is, is that stuff important or is it not so? No, I mean, there's, you know, as much information we have, we can have as possible prior to treating a patient is ideal. Um, you know, one of the first questions I would ask is when's the last time you sought dental treatment? So is there a possibility that we have some previous dental x-rays on file? Because if we can avoid exposing new radiographs, that would be in her best interest. Okay. Um, we always encourage prenatal vitamins. So that's one thing that we scan for anyways, when we're reviewing a health history, uh, that's hugely benefit beneficial to the, the fetus as well as the mother. The vitamins are? Yes. Okay. Prenatal vitamins specifically. Um, so that would be wonderful and something that, you know, we'd like to try to identify. Um, and then just what trimester she's in again, you know, if she's in that first trimester and there's not a significant, need to render treatment immediately, you know, we can delay treatment until the second trimester. Um, but usually cleanings and that sort of thing, you know, we, we really like to try, try to stay on top of that to avoid some of the more complex gingival conditions that can occur during pregnancy, 
like I had mentioned, pregnancy gingivitis. Um, there's something called pregnancy granulomas, which can lead to localized swellings due to hormonal changes. Okay. And then also um, the link that periodontal disease or gum disease has with preterm delivery. So um, keeping that uh, that under control and offering the right treatment at the right time is really critical to a successful pregnancy and then also a comfortable mother. Okay. So three follow-ups on that. One, you said there is a correlation between some gum disease and premature birth. Do we know what what is the what causes that to happen? Yeah, they don't have a super solid answer. I actually looked okay. into that prior okay. to this, um, but you know, it could be the increase in um, certain types of bacteria can trigger it. Um, uh, periodontal disease is actually linked to quite a few. Uh, physical conditions, including diabetes, um, some cardiovascular issues. So, you know, there's just something about that, those bacteria in the, in the gum tissues and uh, in the bone that can cause problems. Okay. So whatever we can do to keep them um, healthy is, is the best course. Okay. And then you also mentioned x-rays and potentially if she was in her first trimester that you would want to put off x-rays to the second trimester? Is that what you said? Am I hearing that right? No. Well, let me clarify. You know, we can always take a dental x-ray if needed. So if okay. a woman comes in with a toothache, we have to take a dental x-ray. Because you order. shield, right? We shield. We, um, you know, I can at least just speak for One Health Facilities. We have the latest state-of-the-art equipment. Um, we do everything we can to ensure the lowest possible radiation to both the patients and the employees. Um, but you know, we always want to adhere to that principle. It's called as low as reasonably attainable or okay. achievable. So we want to, um, only offer dental x-rays when they're necessary. And so if a mother happens to have previous dental x-rays taken at another office, we can identify that, have those records transferred so that we're not exposing her to additional unnecessary radiation, that would be one thing to look at. And then just taking the films that are needed in order to diagnose the most urgent condition. Um, and then we can always take a full mouth series and identify all potential problems after delivery. But again, you know, dentists are well aware of just taking what's needed. Okay. And it seemed like you were alluding to the fact that maybe pregnant women are at a higher risk for gingivitis or for gum disease. Is that... True. That is, is that sort of what you were saying? Yes, that is correct. So um, during pregnancy, due to the hormonal fluctuations, uh, there is an increased risk for, as I had mentioned, pregnancy gingivitis, um, the pregnancy granulomas. It's a localized swelling of the gum tissue that can okay. be really painful. Um, fortunately, it's not super common. Um, but then again, also, if there's... Um, say a low-grade periodontal disease condition, you know, where someone's been diagnosed with, with some bone loss, that we want to just make sure that we get that frequent care to keep the bacterial levels lower in order to prevent those unintended consequences like preterm birth weight or okay. preterm delivery and that sort of thing. Gotcha. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about oral hygiene routine for pregnant women, but let me start by saying, does morning sickness affect the teeth? It, so morning sickness is, is typically in that first trimester, correct? Yes, but it can extend longer, okay. unfortunately, for some women. So um, yes, um, 
morning sickness can affect the teeth. And it's simply because um, whenever a woman um, vomits or purges, there's an increased level of acid in the mouth and it's localized on the, on the teeth and, and tissues there. So that acid can be very damaging as we've kind of talked about before with, you know, um, frequent consumption of sugar and carbohydrate rich foods increases the level of acid in the mouth and causes cavities. We all know, you know, eating sugar too much and not brushing enough, you're at an increased risk for cavities. Well, the same is true with, um, with acid in the mouth from vomiting or purging because that acid will rest on the teeth surfaces. And again, acid is what sucks the uh, healthy minerals out of the teeth. It's called demineralization and puts those teeth at significant risk for cavities. Okay. So they're definitely going to need to have, if if they're having morning sickness, they're going to need to be rinsing Mm -hmm. and potentially brushing after the fact. So glad you commented on that. Actually, we want you to rinse with water right away. Just swish and expectorate, swish and spit, get some of that acid off the teeth. The very best thing you can do is to rinse with a baking soda solution. Baking soda is basic. It helps to neutralize the acid so that it's no longer damaging to the teeth. So if you got a glass of water, say an eight ounce glass of water, put in a teaspoon of baking soda, swish that up and then rinse and spit or rinse and expectorate, you're going to neutralize that acid. That's the very best way to do that. Brushing should only be done 15 to 20 minutes after a vomiting or purging experience. And the reason why is if you brush right away, some women want to, to get rid of the taste Taste, and that feeling, um, you're actually literally brushing the acid into the teeth. Oh, no. And you're making the whole situation worse. Okay. So just rinse with water or rinse with a baking soda solution, and then 20 minutes after you can brush Great tip. Yeah, right. <laughs> and even if if that happens to be an issue for you, buy Arm & Hammer baking soda toothpaste. Okay. And that then they can brush with it and it will neutralize? Again, 20 minutes after. 20 minutes after. Yep. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. But that would be a great neutralizing toothpaste. Anything else that... So, so let's say the morning sickness is over with. Is there anything different then that a pregnant woman might need to do... Uh, um, with their oral hygiene routine, or is it pretty just straightforward? Well, I want to add one more um, condition that can occur in pregnant women on that same topic is gastric acid reflux syndrome. Okay. Some women, um, you know, just due to the placement of the baby, um, that can cause uh, gastric acid to come up through the esophagus and into the mouth. So same thing, anything acidic, you'll want to neutralize it and then wait to brush. The second part of your question was related to oral hygiene. Is that correct? Yeah, just normal routine. Normal routines. Great question. So to be honest, it's not that much different than for the rest of the population. If you if you maintain good habits, you're going to get good results. So brushing twice a day, morning after breakfast, and at night after you've had all your food, liquid, medication for the day, um, especially if it was a liquid medication, that's the best time to brush is... Uh, right before you go to bed, and then um, flossing. Flossing is so key for removing the bacteria in between the teeth that cause gum disease. Gotcha. You know, of course, brushing to prevent cavities, but flossing to maintain that gum health. And we talked uh, last 
last episode we did together, we, we went into pretty good detail about good oral hygiene and routine and when's the best time to brush and those types of things. So if you, if you're listening and, and want more on that, you can go back and listen to the previous episode that we did with Dr. Hogan. And maybe I'll put a link to it sure. um, in the notes of, of this one. And on that note, I just have to tell, just share one more plug for brushing and, and setting alarms. I have so many patients that have so benefited by just setting an alarm on their phone because you get busy, you forget, you start your day, you go run kids, do whatever. And uh, sometimes just that one simple thing makes such a difference. Great tip. Great news. Couple great tips actually <laughs> here on this. Um, let me shift gears a little bit. I had sort of a, a different type of question um, that doesn't relate to hygiene or gum disease or anything like that. Uh, but it was, when does the baby begin to develop teeth sure. in the womb? And is there a way that uh, uh, expectant mothers, mothers to be moms can encourage the healthy development of their baby's teeth inside the womb? Mm, that's a great question. So uh, teeth actually begin forming in between five to six weeks in utero. So pretty early on is when those little tooth buds start to, to, to develop and then they continue to um, grow and differentiate as time marches on. So um, what can moms do to um, protect their little one's developing teeth? Um, obviously a great diet, avoiding the no-nos like alcohol and drugs and smoking, um, drinking lots of water, uh, making sure that you're taking a multivitamin. Those are all really good, good things to do. And then um, just realizing that the baby will always, the, the fetus will always get the nutrients first. Okay. So choose high quality foods because you've got to nourish the baby and nourish yourself. Oh. And so, um, you know, it's kind of a misnomer to, uh, to think that, you know, pregnancy itself is the sole responsibility why a mother may develop cavities after, after delivery or, you know, soon thereafter. It's really because of all those other things that factor into, into oral health during that period. You know, what is the mother eating? Um, is, you know, she getting adequate fluoride? Is um, what's the oral hygiene like? Has she had episodes of vomiting and purging? All those kinds of things. So, you know, baby will always get the good stuff first. Mom gets the seconds. Okay. But along the lines of nutrition, you have to be able to eat, be eating a good, healthy diet. Um, foods full of, um, meats full of omega-3 fatty acids or, um, or you know, there's some plant-based products and things that enrich are enriched with omega-3 fatty acids. Salmon was one that was my go-to. Okay. Um, now, I also read that salmon could potentially be high in mercury. Is that a detriment to mom and baby, or is it sort of a wash? Nah, I would, I would try to follow. You know, all the recommendations of your pediatrician or any of the mother's okay. books. What to what to expect when you're expecting, but you can purchase uh, fish that have lower levels of mercury, gotcha. or you know, say for instance, free range. Or I'm, I'm, what is it? Wild, wild salmon, wild Atlantic salmon, or something. Sure. So, you know, if you just do a little bit of research, because there are certain fish that you should avoid, um, and there are uh, certain like cheeses that you should avoid. So, okay. you know, those are all things that, um, you know, are really well documented, and and your doctors are really good at 
posting that kind of information for you. What about high, high calcium? Is is calcium a necessity? So we want to look for foods with that. And I, I'm thinking of like what's needed for like bone, yes, right? So yes. and are, would teeth be considered part of that skeletal structure? Absolutely. Okay, so, so calcium, anything else? Well, I just want to comment on calcium. Calcium, you know, you can get through a supplement. You can also get it through milk. Um, you can also get it through uh, leafy greens. So spinach is a wonderful source. Um, and again, you know, just thinking things that you can get out of your garden, things that are, you know, n- natural meats and, and those sorts of things, you know, kind of more of the caveman kind of diet. Sure. Is, um, Mediterranean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, I, this is how Mediterranean was described to me. It was you have a bunch of vegetables on the bottom and then you have your meat on top. And that's, that's it. You get fruits, vegetables, and your meats. So is that a good way to describe Mediterranean? Absolutely. My friend Paul Murder told me that and recommended that for me. So, which has the good potential to also lower cholesterol and many other benefits. Correct? Yep. Yep. Cool. Absolutely. It is curious though that I've been to Europe a couple of times and they do eat a lot of bread and pasta. <laughs> so I don't know how they kind of factor that all in. And that Mediterranean yeah, word. We'll, yeah. Uh, we'll leave that up to them. Oh, good. They can have it. <laughs> yeah, they right. can own it. We'll just do it and be healthy. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> so calcium, uh, would vitamin D be? Uh, Absolutely. Okay, good. You know, vitamin D has so many good benefits. Um, you know, even to help with uh, seasonal affective disorder and those kinds of things. So absolutely, you know, do whatever we can to stay healthy. And again, that multivitamin will have the optimal amount. Um, But certainly if there's, if you have questions about that visit with your, your uh, OBGYN, and they'll certainly help steer you in the right direction. Cool. Well, you, you sort of jumped and answered my last question. Oops. So no, it's it's <laughs> great. We I we I feel like we really covered it. it. Was basically like what, um, what should what kind of food should a pregnant woman steer towards and steer away from? And so you really nailed that. Um, so let's just do some key takeaways here real quick. Uh, first, let's start with, um, the the warning of just wanting to stay away from alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Wanting to stay away from any sort of drugs or vaping or smoking or anything like that. All of that can have a negative effect on baby in the womb, period, as well as mom's mouth. Right. Right? Okay. Absolutely. Good. Uh, oral hygiene routine is pretty basic for pregnant women, unless you're in that phase where you're struggling with morning sickness, mm-hmm. and then you're going to want to do a baking soda rinse in the mouth to neutralize that acid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe 20 minutes later, 15, 20 minutes later, do a brush right. on those teeth. And again, even just a rinse with water would be so helpful. I mean, not everyone has baking soda readily available, but uh, you know, you can certainly keep a little baggie of it in your purse or something. Okay. Um, but uh know that even if it was just a water rinse, that's way better than anything else. Good. And other than that, the oral hygiene for women is pretty basic. That's sort of key takeaway number number two slash three. And then the last thing I really just wanted to, to, to remind our listeners is that um, you can see your dentist. Uh, most routine dental care can be done during all three trimesters of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Am I correct Absolutely. in that? 
Okay, so, and potentially, um, your insurance company might cover more than one visit Mm -hmm. while you're pregnant. So avail yourself to that. Um, I want to say that last time you, you told me something about how oral health mirrors the overall health of our body. Is that true? Absolutely. I mean, I think oral health is um, oftentimes not recognized for truly how important it is. Um, you know, some of the patients I've seen, when you remove the infection from their mouth, all of a sudden they just feel better. Oh. You know, they're not the, there's not the nagging toothache or the, um, you know, inability to sleep or inability to focus or, you know, worry about um, how are they going to get the right treatment at the right time. That's definitely uh one factor to consider, but also, you know, when your, your gums aren't puffy and it's not difficult to eat, um, you know, or, or, you know, just all the things that go into good oral health. And it's also linked to physiolo- physiological health with respect to, you know, decreasing um, exacerbations of, of diabetic episodes and, um, and, you know, some of those, like we talked about the early deliveries and cardiovascular problems. So, that's definitely something to think about. One one little tidbit I want to share is when you're when a mother is able to receive the proper care while she's pregnant, it also translates into a healthier development for that child once they're born. So there are some little tidbits that we usually share with parents. You know, make sure you get your your water tested so you identify the right level of fluoride. Uh, two, we talk about um, not transferring the bacteria from a mother's mouth to a baby's mouth. So, you know, when you're in a pinch and there's a pacifier that drops the fl- drops on the floor, you know, get water and rinse it off instead of, you know, finding other means to help. <laughs> sure. Um, i.e. I- parent-assisted help in that area. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, little things like that because whatever a parent can, even sharing a fork, you know, during mealtime, we want to minimize any incidence of the mother transferring their oral bacteria or, or a father to the child. Uh, really, a baby is born with no bacteria in the mouth that can cause cavities. Interesting. It's introduced. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just but those are all pearls and tips that okay. we share with with mothers during those um, those pre pre delivery visits, and then you know we go into great detail uh, once uh, the ch- the mom brings the baby in for their or their child in for their first dental visit. And we love to see little ones around one or two just to get them introduced. Oh, to Oh, cool. Okay. The visit. Anything else, Doctor Hogan? I think those are all the highlights. I appreciate the opportunity to share. Thank you so much for coming and talking with me again particularly about this uh really important subject so hopefully what we have uh, done has been able to provide some wisdom for pregnant moms and uh hope that you guys enjoyed this episode thanks for joining us thank you I hope you enjoyed this time with Dr. Hogan and found this content valuable. If you know someone who is expecting a child, would you share this with them? Stay tuned. We have more helpful conversations about health coming your way.